0: What's up, y'all? This is the Bagland Podcast. It's been a little while. We appreciate y'all tapping in with us today. First thing I want to start off with is something that I don't typically cover all the time. And one thing that I like about this particular thing is something that's not celebrated in music a lot especially when it comes to black music now back in the day what you used to have is you would have r&b artists and brothers would have a situation where They have pictures. I didn't really see a lot of pictures of them and their kids, but you'd have them with a picture of a woman, okay? And I seen a picture of NBA Youngboy. This happened a couple weeks ago. But I seen a picture of him on his new mixtape i want to pull that up and analyze it the mixtape i think came out in october 20th it was a gangster grills mixtape the mixtape is called "My i got the family and what i notice about the mixtape is something typically don't see in the rap game nowadays okay you see a picture of him and his wife with his newborn baby sitting on the couch he's leaning on her shoulder like he's kind of taking a nap he's look like he's tired you know the man be on his grind he's working hard now the reason why i bring this up is because you typically don't see this This isn't something that is heavily promoted. What you see is a bunch of niggas holding guns, smoking weed. You might see a tombstone or a dead body, or you might see a nigga pouring up some double cup syrup and all that kind of shit. You see that a lot. But these images are not usually marketed or projected by the dominant society. And when you're signing these record labels, they expect you to do the devil's work. So, you know, I I thought that was pretty dope. I thought that was extremely dope. I thought that was extremely dope for them to come out with that. Hold on one second. Hold on. Let everybody know we're going live. Now, let's see. Did they allow me to... Okay, so this thing doesn't allow me to. Okay, he said he's going to call in after the game. All right, hold on. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about here. I'm getting a text. But I think that this thing, let's, let's see if it allows me. See, one thing that I could say about the podcast machine, the roadcaster. You want to have, you want to have it set up. Let's see. Can you turn on? Oh, you sure can. Oh, okay. Oh, oh all right. I spoke too damn soon. You can turn on the Bluetooth while you're recording. I, okay. Hold on. Hold on. road. Let me take that back. Let me correct that. I was I was incorrect on that measure. You can turn on the Bluetooth feature so I could take calls. Absolutely. I could take calls while I'm uh, recording, but yeah, back, back to this album cover here. That was a very positive album cover showing a, a, a black nuclear family. You don't really see this as a commonality. You just don't because what society wants you to think is you don't have black nuclear families. You have baby mamas. You have child support. You have all the lower rungs of society that the mainstream media would tell you. And typically those things are negative. You're not really going to see these kind of mixtapes promoted. And I think that's a great thing. That, that, is a, that is a great thing. So you know what? Uh, never been a huge fan, an NBA young boy. I'm going to buy that album. I'm, I'm going to support that album because I think he might have something to say on there. So let's go on. Let's get to moving on. And I promise I will be reading the Cyber Symbols report. I will be doing that. I might break it down into another video, but, 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 but let's see here. Now let's continue our music. Music by NK music here. Now I want to show. Some video that I found. It was some race soldiers that was harassing some brothers and brothers gave them the work it was at a mall they thought that they could use the n-word i played another video where somebody gave them the sonic the hedgehog hands let me go ahead and turn on the bluetooth All right, let's see Let's make sure that the Bluetooth is good So I'm going to do a test A lot of good black media lives Going on right now Let's do a test here Let's test it out Oh There we go Since we doing our test, well, how about we just leave it going? I like that. This this was a race soldier that was calling the black people in words somewhere.
1: The <laughs> heat
0: this dude's walking away he's he's calling black folks the n-word he thinks it's okay that he's gonna be able to call black folks the n-word now he's walking away He's, he's trying to walk away and they're like hey no 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 we ain't gonna go that route
2: he got his little
0: door face jacket or whatever he got They mad, they surrounding him now. You see, now he's trying to now he's trying to pull up. He probably threatened to one of them. Okay, now he got shot. Now they giving him the work. They giving him the
3: work.
0: Now a lot of race soldiers look. A lot of race soldiers was mad because they were getting to work got to watch that n-word a lot of race soldiers was mad because they were getting to work they were in the comments they were talking about well you know oh that was cowardly and this, that and the third man listen they getting too comfortable oh okay he had to knock his ass out oh white guy got him in a chokehold he got him in the ufc chokehold Now, the brother got the other dude. He's giving the work to the other dude. It's a one on one. Okay. It was a one, then they get stopped and they didn't want to go back to it. It Must have been the Pope. It must have been the Pope. Now, the main dude. Wait a minute. The main dude, he wasn't putting in too much work. It's always some Negro that's that's performing for the camera. Little scuffle. Little
3: scuffle.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's still talking shit. He he caught an ass whooping, and instead of just catching his ass whooping and keeping it moving, he just wants to run off at the mouth. He wants to run off at the mouth. to watch that word here's another thing now if this dude was in America he would have got smoked now I've seen this this was interesting and he's just some he's some dude he he wants to get it up with a with a cop in Mexico he's trying to get it up now look the Mexican dude he takes off his bulletproof vest he's getting it up with the with the other
3: dude
0: they they really getting it up now if this would have been if this would have been a brother fighting the police here in Minneapolis, oh man, they would they would have got on him. They would have got on him. Wait. Okay, now they're trying to Yeah, now now and his partner, his partner's just sitting there. He ain't doing anything. But yeah, if that would have been in Minneapolis, man, they, them them brothers would have got shot. They would have got shot. Turn down the heat. Yeah, they would have got shot if they would have pulled one of them moves. I'm telling you, it would have happened to them quick. That was a that was a big luxury. Found some other audio that I wanted to play. This was something about it from from an older Lord cat, and I understand what support. he means exactly like that. We're seeing an influx of people in different outlets and platforms when it comes to the descendants of slaves getting their reparations, you're hearing a lot of coon talk. Typically a lot of these folks come from different backgrounds. They don't come from America. They're people either first, second generation from other places. And they have a lot of slick shit to say because they know they're not eligible. But here's an older cat. This is an older black man. And he's basically speaking upon well the paperwork check where are your people from now i'm going to analyze this as he as he asks this question real quick because it's important this is something that american black folks we've been experiencing this since pretty much the dawn of time we've been experiencing this amongst each other when we talk
1: and i want to analyze this audio anyway I was standing on Ann Braden's porch, drinking a beer by myself. And this little lady walks up to me and she says, son, I I know who you are. And I says, now I don't know nobody in this group. And she says, where's your people from? And I told her, my father was from Smithfield, Virginia. And then she says, where your mom from? I said, Littleton, North Carolina. She says, ah. She says, what was your mama's middle name? I said, Jenkins. She said, what was your mama's first name? I said, Leo Vester. She said, oh, now I know who you are. You McKinley. I said, no, I got an uncle McKinley. She says, I know. You exactly like him. This was Miss Ella Baker. She says you just like him. He works with me in New York, and uh, I know you're on Ob- over your cousin Overdale in Baltimore.
0: Now see, that's the paperwork check. Where is your people from? By 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 us asking you where is your people from, we know exactly what your values is nine times out of ten. We know Uncle Sylvester. We, we know Sister Jones we know yeah we we know what kind of cloth you came from well somebody ask hey where's your people from when we ask where's your people from and we're not familiar either because we may not know them or if we can't find a trace of them and nobody knows you at all if you're if you're unfamiliar and you have a shaky background you might be from a family where it's some real janky untrustworthy folks where they can't be trusted that's why Negroes will ask you hey where's your people from nowadays we got to do paperwork checks where's your people from bro because certain things that niggas be saying be so damn off code you know that they folks ain't from here and even american wise if they ask you okay where's your people from oh well those those are the those are the uh the jenkins people oh okay yeah them niggas you they yeah you can't trust they whole family's janky that where your people's from means something if you say if somebody asks hey where's your people from well, my, my people from they from some of them's from Mississippi some of them from, oh okay okay so there's certain mannerisms and typically there's certain behaviors that go along with that most of the time there's typical behaviors to go along with that okay well if they folks was raised from a pretty good family in the South okay I could trust them maybe a little bit more There's towns that's so small, y'all, and places where everybody knows each other. If you do some foul shit, that's foul shit on your people's name. And you get reprimanded for that. Okay? You get reprimanded for that. So nowadays, we got to have paperwork checks. Now, I I want y'all to hear this here. We gonna turn down the trap a little bit. I, I, I want y'all to hear this. Now, listen to this here. Now you had. You have you had Raphael Warnock, who I call the Warlock Warnock. He brought Jim Crow Joe to the black church, and they was singing and dancing like it was a plantation spiritual at one point, but I want y'all to hear this audio, and I'm not sure if this was at that specific church at that time, but this was definitely a time where he went to a black church. Now, listen to this.
3: Catholic used to go to 730 Mass. Unless say one thing to rest, I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 7:30 mass every morning in high school and then on college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. Unless
0: now, that's what you say, Joe. But here's the problem, Joe. Here, here's here's the problem, Joe. Wait a minute. I got to find this here. Oh, here it goes. And this is embarrassing. This, this is embarrassing. This nigga. And you should see this demonic Sambo sitting up there clapping his hands. Now, Joe, on the other hand, He looks like he's never been to a black church. He looks as confused as normal. He looked like he's never been to a black church. Listen to this. Matter of fact that I think that was the same church that I think that was the same church down there where he's desecrating and disrespecting Dr. Martin Luther King's legacy. That's the same church. Joe was just sitting there looking bewildered and sheepish as usual. First time at a black church. And all you Biden butt kissing niggas that went out there and voted out of fear and all that. This is who you got in there. To disrespect Dr. King's church. And you Atlanta niggas got this Raphael Warnock dude up in there as well. Oh, oh, it's a big plantation Jubilee going on right now. And Joe is looking very, very confused. I mean, he he looks like he doesn't have a clue. Oh, they getting down. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he just looks like a smiling plantation overseer. Oh, my pickaninnies and negroes is getting down. That's how it looks. He's like, wow. Never seen this before. And oh, they singing, they singing like they they just love to have those votes. The cringe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wouldn't even been in that choir. Oh gosh, the cringe. Uh, you know what? You, you know, I think I lifted my 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 band with TikTok. I lifted my. I mean, it, this this is crazy. amazing this is 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 beautifully amazing now when what is this here Aaron blake okay okay so we won't cover that yet until so i have more information we won't cover that until I have some more information. Now, Here's something else. I want to see what you guys think about this. Now, uh, this is a little punk-ass student messing with a teacher. Repeatedly. And see, they're, they're not going to, and see this, and this is another reason why we need an anti-black uh, racism, uh, anti-black racism, crime bill. This is a little punk ass Asian dude. That's steady calling the teacher a nigga. You don't really see a lot of videos of black folks on video beating up Asian people, calling them out their name, calling them racial remarks and stuff like that. Black folks ain't really doing all that. They're, they're not really doing that, especially here. And I'm speaking for the Wisconsin territory. A lot of people say, well, what do you, what do you mean by the Wisconsin territory? Well, nigga, the Dred Scott decision happened up here. The Dred Scott decision, nigga, happened up here. Most niggas don't know that. Well, man, they everybody in Wisconsin before Minnesota was Minnesota, they considered it the Wisconsin territory. You goofy bastard. Now, this dude is up here talking, calling him the N word. Let me play this N word after N word.
3: Oh, oh, my
0: mama, this down to 30, he got his little backpack.
3: Why bro. Wait, why your watch my money?
0: He had to walk away. He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna beat this little bastard's ass." Why, why, why your voice cracking, my nigga? He's he steady calling him, and he knows it.
2: Come on, bro. the yeah, fuck back, nigga. <laughs> meet both of, nigga. Right.
0: Meet he's standing in front now. You know what? I definitely don't advertise advertise vi- uh, violence against children, but this dude, he's old enough. Like they said, you 12 years old, you can follow the Lord at 12 years old. Let me tell you something. One of them little old school teachers, had they been back in the 60s and 70s, he would have got washed. First of all, your parents would have taught you well enough to where you're not disrespecting the teacher like that. But he's standing up, and the teacher probably told him to get out the class, or he probably told him to pipe down, he was talking shit. He's been a problem. This ain't his first time. This little bastard's been doing stuff like this forever. <laughs>
2: Who's, bro, I'm on, bro. Do you
3: really say that shit, bro?
0: He's walking up to him on, in the bro. middle of the pants. Everybody saying it. that
3: shit, my nigga. Bro, they're lying like shit, bro. Stop lying, my nigga. You're the one lying, bro. I'm on, bro. Stop
2: running, my nigga. You
3: know you said that shit, bro. I'm on. Bro, say
0: it too, bro. we right here, bro. Everybody's watching, my nigga. What's up, bro? You ain't me shit. Bro, I'm on, bro. <laughs> now the other kids are watching. <laughs> If we're
2: oh,
3: he said
0: cut straight up. <laughs> <laughs> so you say that shit what's up, bro? You say that shit, bro, Rob? You say that shit or what? I'm telling you, Rob. He he's telling
3: him you better leave.
0: Then he tried to hit him. Whoop with his ass. See? He tried to hit him. Hold on. Yeah, he, he tried to hit him. You
1: say that shit, bro, bro?
0: He told him, you better leave, you better move around. That now everybody wants to get up. He said, okay, now he's backing up. He ain't trying to do nothing. He ain't trying to do nothing. He's getting in his ass. And they probably going to fire this brother. They probably going to get him arrested and some shit like that. But you know what? A lot of these teachers are under siege. He should have whooped his little ass. Now everybody's talking about, oh, this, that, and the third. And the uh, the other little cowardly Asian dude tried to jump on him and hit hit him in his back. Yeah, get your ass out of here. I got hits on you. See what I'm saying? I got hits on you. Yeah, that's too much. And that brother, he knows, he knows damn well that he's probably now going to get arrested. Here's another thing that I want to cover. Now, this was from the New York Post. Bizarre obituary praises a Utah dad, Michael Hart. killed his wife and five kids this is how far the dominant society will stay on code to protect race soldiers this is something that they do on the regular on a regular basis a glowing obituary for a utah man who was suspected of killing his entire family in a murder suicide plot said he made it a point to spend quality time with each and every one of his children as an online fundraiser bizarrely replaces him with an image of Jesus in a family photo now they believe that hate or halt 42 gunned down his wife Tasha height Fort, Tasha uh, how you say hate hate I think yeah I think hate is the last name it's interesting that's his last name but Tasha hate 40 their three daughters ages 17, 12, 7, and two sons, 7, 4, and on January 4th, two weeks after she had filed for divorce. So, she filed for divorce. And after she filed for divorce, that's when he killed him. Also killed in the Enoch City Massacre was his mother-in-law. So he killed his whole family. But an old bit... Published in the Spectrum, did not mention the killings and painted an angelic picture of the shooter, saying he excelled at everything he did after graduating from high school in 1998 as a sterling scholar in business. He achieved the rank of Eagle Scout, the tone deaf piece said. Can you imagine that? He achieved at everything he did. You also achieved murdering your whole family. I'm seeing a picture of this bastard. I'm getting some weird Mormon vibes here. Like one of them families from one of them Netflix documentaries that that's what it kind of looks like. Gunned down his wife, his five kids, and his mother-in-law. They said Michael spent the summer at the vacation working in Alaska in a fish processing plant. His leadership skills, values of honest hard work, and determination quickly led him to be a line manager and over a crew of 10 to 12 men. Michael was called and served a full-time mission to the Porto Elegree South Brazil. Elegree South, Brazil for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now they said he met his future wife during. Their time at Southern Utah University, where he was named Outstanding Finance Student. They were married in the St. George Temple on May 10th, 2003. Together, they welcomed five children. Each of these children were were, were a truly cherished miracle miracle to them. Obviously, they weren't a miracle to him, obviously, because he wouldn't have killed them. He made a point to spend quality time with each and every one of his children. He enjoyed making memories with the family. It also said dad lived a life of service. Whether it was serving in the church or in the community, he was willing to help with whatever was needed. Accused of shooting his family just weeks after his spouse filed for divorce. Meanwhile, a GoFundMe set up by the family bizarrely replaced hate with a Jesus, with a picture of Jesus and a family photo. But listen to this: the fundraiser, which doesn't mention hate, has raised almost ninety-five thousand dollars. Their lives were tragically taken too soon. All who knew them loved them so much. The page reads, "Adding the donations will go towards funeral expenses and a memorial fund in honor of the five kids." Now, the memorial fund—I'm not really sure where that's going to go. Then it says, "Shannon Watts, an activist against gun violence and founder of Moms Demand Action, condemned the founding orbit and shared a link to the Twitter, pointing out that none of the habitual comments mentioned the victims." But I have something that I want to play that I think will work to represent who he really was and where he can rest. Oh, yeah. Yes. It said the eyebrowsing orbit published by the mortuary was later made private. Enoch Mayor Jeffrey Chestnut said people were still investigating the motive for this murder-suicide, but that they were aware that court records showed Tasha filed for divorce on December 21, insider reported. Tasha's sister-in-law, Jenny Earl, told the Associated Press that Michael had removed all the guns from the home before the shooting. She said the lack of access to firearms left Hasha Hate, her mother, and her children more vulnerable. Police said they investigated Michael before, suggesting previous problems inside the household. May Michael rest in piss. Yes sir. You killed those beautiful children, you killed your wife and you killed your cowardly self may you rest in peace, sir and here's a big problem here's a real big problem now you have a situation where had this been a black man that did something like this out here in South Minneapolis don't you know The GoFundMe would be nowhere near $95,000 for number one. Number two, they would have been bringing up, oh, his crackhead mama. Oh, he spent time at Oak Park Heights. Oh, he spent time in Stillwater. He is a Hennepin County this, he is a Hennepin County that. He has a gun charge. Oh, this officer arrested him. The gang task force, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this, this, that, and the third you would have just kept hearing it over and over and over Oh, those poor little kids oh he was a wicked man he's gonna burn in hell he's gonna do this he's gonna do that that's all you would hear that's all you would hear about this black man and all they did was say all these, these positive things for him. you know why because race soldiers what they will do is they will get on cold with each other and they will go as far as knowing that they did something that was demonic and diabolical and they will override that and say well wait a minute he served time at the church and you know he worked here and he was a great manager he was a, he killed his kids he killed his kids he killed his wife he could have just moved on he man he could have moved on that's what he could have did. He could have moved on. Here's something else that I want to I want to cover. Now listen to this. Hold on, let's see if we can get this going here. Let me see if we can get this going. This is some video for the $5 Indian, where the trial starts for killing the brother, Deshaun Hill, the North High quarterback. There's so many damn, okay, I'm I'm, I'm waiting to get some audio here. I don't know when it's gonna play. All right, here we go.
1: Here we go. Killing a Minneapolis teenager. JURY SELECTION BEGAN. THE TRIAL IS UNDERWAY FOR A MAN ACCUSED OF KILLING A MINNEAPOLIS TEENAGER. JURY SELECTION BEGAN THIS MORNING FOR THE TRIAL OF CODY Forencam. HE'S CHARGED WITH SECOND DEGREE MURDER FOR THE DEATH OF 15-YEAR- OLD DESHAUN HILL, JUST BLOCKS FROM HIS SCHOOL NEARLY A YEAR AGO. HILL WAS A STAR QUARTERBACK AT NORTH HIGH SCHOOL JUST LAST WEEK. THE MINNEAPOLIS SCHOOL BOARD settled WITH HILL'S FAMILY OVER THE DEATH. HE WAS KILLED FOLLOWING AN UNPLANNED EARLY RELEASE FROM school. This trial was supposed to begin in November, but was delayed so both sides could review
0: new information. That's another another thing. Both sides could review new information. The defense asked for a delay because a large portion of discovery was not disclosed until mid-October and alleged unfulfilled discovery obligations by the prosecution. Okay. Prosecutors say Surveillance shows foreign come walk past Hill moments before gunshots rang out and foreign, foreign come running off. He told investigators he was looking for someone who stole his phone. Now, this bastard here. This dude. Now, back in initially back in February 22nd. Criminal complaint said that there is a surveillance video of the incident that shows him walking alongside Golden Valley Road, passing Hill close enough to possibly brush shoulders. Now, when you look at this dude, remember I was talking about this before. Initially, you could not find any mugshots. When a black person kills somebody, you find the mugshots immediately. Now, his bails, seems like it was set for a million dollars. And when I did, okay, crime watch. Let me see if I can find some more information about this asshole. Okay, let's see here. They wouldn't even show his mugshot. That's how I knew he was white. Now I'm seeing here, February 22nd, view his, it says view his Facebook before it disappears. Multi time felon and violent offender. Now let me let me let me let me, let me y'all's memory. This was back in February. That I'm looking at Crime Watch Minneapolis on Twitter. Now Hill was found with a single gunshot wound to the head. That sounds like an ambush to me. He was pronounced dead at North Memorial Medical Center. Over the course of the investigation, numerous witnesses and a surveillance video from the area helped investigators identify. Forencom as a suspected shooter witnesses at the scene also lined him up. They executed a search warrant at the house where Forencom went after the shooting there. They found a backpack with markings similar to those that had been in the surveillance video and the max of descriptions from the witnesses. Now when he was arrested, he said that he was not in the state at the time of the shooting. Then he changed his account of what happened, claiming to have been with a family in South Minneapolis before finally admitting to being in the vicinity. So he lied three times. When I did a little bit of research on this dude, he was stealing phones in Duluth. He was doing all kinds of uh, burning houses and and arson, I believe it was. Then it says, after the interview, a foreign investigator spoke with a family member who denied being with him on February 9th. Since his arrest, police have been informed of jail calls foreign made, seeking to create an alibi for himself. So then he lied again. He has five prior felonies and a gun possession charge. Three were served concurrently. Two convictions of violent crimes were stayed. Let me see what else I could find about this dude. Let me see if I let me see what else I can find about this guy. Let me look at the other replies. Somebody says he likely identifies as native. Very interesting. They say that very interesting. They say that because I seen something online where he was talking about that. I seen something online where he was talking about that. And the city reached a half a million dollar settlement after a shooting death. Minneapolis public schools to the family of the brother. Who was killed following an unplanned early release from school. He was shot and killed blocks from the high school on a day that students were encouraged to leave early to attend a demonstration following the police killing of Amir Laka, Minneapolis. Attorney William Walker calls Deshaun's death preventable, saying he was headed home and he would be alive today if the principal hadn't released students without notifying the parents, giving them a chance to pick up their child. The principal was put on leave but reinstated a few months later. Now, Walker says he was the star of the team He was an honor roll student. He was the captain of the football team and a star quarterback. Now I watched a little bit of the documentary and I'm going to break that down and I'm going to have some very, very unpopular statements that I'm going to make when I break down an analysis of that documentary. I'm going to have some extremely unpopular statements that people are not going to like. I think it was Hill or it was some other students that were saying something of, well, I need to get my family out the hood. I need to work to get my family out the hood. That's your parents' damn job to make sure that you're in a safer environment. That's not your job. And I'm really, you know, It's really unfortunate what happened to that brother. It really is. But that's your damn parent's job. And if these women got boyfriends, you need to pick a nigga that could get them kids out of them, out of them, out of them environments in them neighborhoods. That's his job. That is his job as a leadership in the home. But if you got some lazy weed-smoking nigga that don't look like he's going left to right, no, he's not going to be able to do that. He's just along for the ride. It really, truly pissed me off when I seen that. And another thing that I thought that was very strange, the way that the brother that was one of the coaches that was talking to Hill at Broadway Pizza, I thought that was really, really odd. Well, don't you like police? Well, you didn't like police until you found out. What did you think about them before? Well, I didn't like them before, he'll said, "Oh, well, you know, um do you like do you like me less?" Well, I didn't have a problem with you, coach, because I respected you. Well, police ain't do nothing to you. He was using a lot of real bait and switch tactics when he was talking to that boy. I thought that was very very odd. There's a lot of very, very questionable narratives that's being placed in that Showtime documentary that I noticed. But I'm going to break that down at some point in time. But I just happened to notice a lot of those kids were saying that jobs that their parents were supposed to have. Well, I want to take care of my family. That's not your job, son. The adults in your life, that's their job. And they're supposed to accompany and support your dreams and your and, and, and some of the things you want to do in a constructive manner. Half a million dollars is the settlement. That's also very unfortunate. Very unfortunate what happened to that brother would have much rather seen that brother alive than a funky ass half a million dollars. What the fuck is half a million dollars going to do for a human life? The cost of a black life. And yet another thing that we need to cover. Black farming family in Colorado need your help and fast. In 2020, C.W. Mallory and his wife bought a thousand acres of pristine farmland in El, El, El Paso County, Colorado. With no help from local police, CW Mallory and his wife of El Paso County, Colorado has endured an onslaught of death threats, farm destruction, trespassing, animal deaths, and constant surveillance. Yet another reason for reparations. And there was an article. Now, this guy, he looks like it's a suspected race soldier taking pictures of him. They've had to have surveillance on their land. It looks like they've been breaking. Somebody's been messing with their fences. They've killed goats and sheep. That's some that's some real foul shit. This really, really has some Cicero, Illinois vibes going to it. For my foundationals listening, you know about Cicero, Illinois. It's not looking good. Not looking good. So let me see if I can find out some more information about this here. Jim Crow Joe, where you at? Jim Crow Joe, where you at? Trying to find out where this is. I'm trying to find out where this is. This was this was some we'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. So what else we got as we're going down the line? Politics taking tangibles. Oh, oh, bars wait a minute shout, shout out shout out to acon
4: a jacuzzi in the winter you moving with some winners a show in saint louis with my niggas we playing call of duty in the sprinter i pull up to that motherfucker dripping from my fitted to my sneakers ready to spit the endless lyrics instrumentals kill the speakers i'm a reaper i be putting every feature in the sleeper r-e-s-b-e-c-t me like aretha or get ethered uh. beta males get entanglement jada l's when i'm aiming and banging shells in a grave where the haters dwell and i pave on my way to hell wanna play with the gators tail and get bit Whole clip, paint them like fingernails And I'm safe with no paper trails Crime with no witnesses Once again, your homeboy is rhyming whole sentences Crooked done creeped in, behold, it's your nemesis You don't need LinkedIn to know what the business is Make that face, dog, give them the look I'm really stands in like I put M on the hook Lyrical crook
0: Yeah Oh, no, I'm gonna keep riding on this coon-ass nigga Gotta keep on That's Crooked Eye from Long Beach, nigga Talking about black Americans ain't got no stage pressures or no bars. Nigga, stop it. Let me pull up some old Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye had one called Weekly. Hold on, let me see if I can find that. It was a, it was like a hip-hop. Yeah, it was yep, it was a hip-hop weekly. It was a hip hop weekly. What year was that? Was that 2010? Man, let me hold on, let me pull this up. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We back. Huh. Come, he just turn up your speaker. I remember when this came out. I was young and eager, had to fuck with the cheek. Yeah, my budget nigger, now the diamonds, black and white chain, hottest jungle fever. Why you selling out for mass appeal? Not to mention you cotton picking out mass appeal. Come on, man. <laughs> Talking shit. If the elephant in the room is beef, consider me to.
0: Hold on, oh, let me see if I can find. He, he had, he had a, a quite a few of them. He had a few of them that was dope.
4: To stay on our
0: Hold on, that ain't it. He had the Horseshoe Gang. These guys had a couple bars. I remember that. The Circle of Bosses, C-O-B. It, it was Hip Hop Weekly. It was
4: Hip Hop Weekly. Hip Hop Weekly Reloaded. It's been a
0: damn. What was it? It was a Hip Hop Weekly. It was. It was some years ago. It was some years ago. Was it fifty two weeks? Hold on. I think it was. We fly high. This is twenty seventeen. Hold on. We gonna go through this a little bit. Akon got the
4: game twisted. Dynasty CEO. Hit away, I'm burnt out, hit my and off the end of fan at a M, yeah, you my true fan. I ain't never needed a new stand, just a new stance Come on man. Yeah. and the dead hear it in a tomb yeah. so when i'm spilling lyrics i'm feeling spirits in the room what up pop what up big what up my nigga pun yeah. easy e what up low big l what up son what up to sam mc in van city the penguins out in ice knee holes on me i grew up so hard. hip-hop weekly cob Broke, it's not an option, it's like breathing intoxic, blocking your oxygen, filling boxed in.
0: Man, dude, dude, yeah, dude's, tri- dude, dude's really tripping. COB.
4: Hit him up with the COB light, cooking tripping on Hennessy and Patron. Light him up at the enemy with the chrome. Julius Luciano, my nigga, Kenny Seagull, Andrew denaro Demetrius Capone. JC will give you three to the dome. Sauce the boss, he putting weed in the bone like cheese, did Dibber- with chong, and my nigga, big style got the keys to the. B- Come on, man pay attention now did i mention number four i know you heard this one before get your cash right before your ass go to war yeah. cause beef and no wax could turn into them gats
0: man please
4: for John McClain, I die hard with my squad. C-O-B my niggas is loyal. Fans make me who I am. I treat the listeners royal. It's like I got a salt inside of my mind. Feet in me line slicker than oil. sicker than spoil. food Fool missing the foil. I'm outside the booth with what I recite. It's an outer body experience. My spirit's in front of the mic. We nothing alike. You'd have to live a year past 99 to keep it 100 once in your life. Open your mind. Here's hoping you focus your grind. The realest point Folks have spoken a rhyme. The discipline to write something down is the first step to making it happen. Yeah. I'm Lee crooked, I a coca with mine. A lot of rappers want to be leaders, most of them blind, the others on the mountain getting their back broke from behind. Back. Yeah, you acting for these fans in this industry, soap popper in the booth, you Superman in the pen, you a soap dropper. Oops, I babe, don't. Res- please.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: don't ever speak on the descendants. Don't ever speak on the descendants, nigga. Niggas got it fucked up. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to play bars every single time. Bars upon bars upon bars. This is, y'all see, let me use a connoisseur. Y'all don't remember them hip hop weeklies by uh, DJ September 7th. Hip hop weekly volume one by Crooked Eye. This was a great, a great, great, you know, time in hip hop for bars. Y'all tripping. Even let that nigga talk like that. Let me see here. What, what is this? Okay, so we, yeah, we're going to play Brother Marcel after a while. Okay, we'll come back to that. We'll open up this one too. I'll come back to that later. Y'all Y'all work with me. Now listen to this here. Angry 21-year-old driving nearly twice the speed limit kills mother of two in a rage-induced crash. Family outraged at a 90-day slap-on-the-wrist sentence. This is by the Atlanta, Atlanta Black Star. The family of a Nebraska woman killed in a car crash is furious about a judge's decision not to heavily penalize a 21-year-old behind the wheel. Relatives say his sentence of about three months is simply a slap on the wrist for a crime to shatter their world. On Thursday, January 12th, Douglas County Judge Jeffrey Marcuzo ruled Jonathan McDonald, a man charged with a misdemeanor motor vehicle homicide for fatally running into a 35-year-old Regina Bright during a car collision in Omaha, Nebraska. He got 90 days in jail, two years probation. This dude ain't got this, this suspected race soldier ain't got no, he has no uh, remorse. Killing his sister. The judge also stayed on cold. He mandated the young man to seek evaluations for behavior on mental health because he was determined during the trial. His, but it says determined during the trial, his aggressive actions during the accident were intentional and motivated by anger. Gave him 90 days. Bright's friend Precious Clark said in November after McDougall's no contest plea that if he gets out, it opens the door for other young people to think they can be mad and angry and go out. More to Rittenhouse effect. He was driving a 2017 uh, Jeep. He said, wait a minute, it says police reports say on March 22nd, Bright was driving her 2017 Jeep Compass when she encountered McDougald on the roadway. They both attempted to make a left turn into the gas station at the same time. McDougald was speeding at 66 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone when he crashed his 2011 Chevy Impala into her SUV, causing her unfortunate demise. She, that bright died on the spot. McDougald's punk ass died from Non-life-threatening injuries and was taken to Nebraska. And see, this is a misdemeanor. It's a slap on the wrist. Omaha, Nebraska, another place where Black folks are getting the short end of the stick. Yet another place. And speaking of tangibles,
3: Japanese I want to play this meeting with brother brother Dixon here who were told in concentration camps they get told we'll never forget well guess what we ain't going to forget either so this is an idea that we feel will help y'all and i'm not saying y'all only going to do it for political aspirations but it can help y'all politically it will help us but most ultimately it's going to help south carolina it's going to help america god is our special guest this is an idea that she has pioneered this idea is called the office of freedmen affairs it's like a state level freedom's bureau that will deal specifically with the needs the data and other matters pertaining specifically to descendants of American slaves. Those of us who can trace our ancestry, who are black Americans, that can trace our ancestry to a person who was enslaved in this nation and who have been classifying ourselves as black uh, for our entire lives. Um, I y'all probably have questions, but Don's gonna do her presentation and then y'all may have questions so we can take them then. Don, are you ready? Yes, yeah,
0: that's Brother Dixon out there in South Carolina, especially a place where the Gullah Geechee folks, a lot of black folks had land out there where their land was stripped and removed from the acts of the torn acts. Yet another reason. Now. Look at this here. Now, this is Flo Rider. He was awarded eighty two million dollars in a lawsuit. million. Now, they say he originally claimed he was owed around $30,000 for the the uh, contract breach. But over years, his name grew bigger and so did the profits. So he argued that he helped Celsius become the giant that it was today. This is a common thing where black folks design something or they do something they're supposed to get paid for and they don't get paid for it. He says that the video, My House, promoted Celsius in the video. He said he helped Celsius become the giant it is today, starting all the way back in 2014. And the dispute centered around whether his deal with the company expired after it hit certain sales goals. The My House rapper claimed the deal didn't expire and insisted his music helped launch the brand to big profits, as evidenced by the now viral moment where he was grooving to his own music in court. Well, TMZ is a, is a race soldier platform, but I'm going to go ahead and play. 14, right?
4: Yes, Prince of 2014.
1: And um, after 2014, you also had a song known as My House, right?
4: Yes, the record. Tell
1: me about
4: My House. Oh, yeah, My House was a record um, that I recorded, and that record right there was a global phenomenon. It was used in Super Bowl uh, commercials as well as just one of the um, songs that I actually the product that I love, which is Celsius, and the product I mean in the video, and um, that record right there made history as well.
5: Let's
4: uh, let's play a quick clip of that. I think we got like an eight-second, ten-second clip. house? Yeah, I'm comfortable. I'll see. I could perform better than
0: I can talk. Yeah. Yet another reason for reparations for black folks to get paid. What the hell they're owed. This brother couldn't even get paid what he was owed, and he probably made them much more than $80 million. This is back in 2014. They're still using his song to promote the music. I mean, to to promote their their, their business. Now, let's look at Celsius and see what is Celsius. What is the business? Oh, fitness grants. Oh, yeah. Pay up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all need to pay up. Y'all need to pay up certified gluten-free kosher non-gmo no sugar no aspartame no fructose corn syrup yeah pay this nigga his money break bread beautiful website yep y'all go ahead and pay that brother his his bread pay him his money there's an faq They got almost half a million followers. I mean, yeah, it's expensive as hell. All on Amazon. They're doing their thing. Yeah, pay that brother's damn money. Pay him his paper. Pay him his paper. Speaking of which, it's his brother here, this hella on cold from Haiti, his Haitian brother. And he talks about a lot of the things that we talk about here. And he gets on here basically saying, hey, you know, um, he has no issue with the uh with foundationals getting their tangibles, and I think it was hell on cold. I just wanted to kind of play it, and um,
5: just give them a big shout out. Descendant of American slavery, or are you a black immigrant? Yes, the two: whether you are you a descendant of American slavery, or are you a black immigrant, or are you first gen born in the United States, right? that separation and distinction between the two needs to happen in order for descendants of american slavery to create a proper justice claim to fight for reparations and a host of other legislative tangibles that they're entitled to right i respect that period you get what i'm saying so i respect that separation that has happened and that needs to happen and with that respect of that you know i act accordingly you know, and I, I, I present myself accordingly as a Haitian first gen born in the United States. So nobody ever gets to twist or to mix up about who I am and what I'm about and, and you know why I do what I do. You get what I'm saying? Now, secondly, I wanna say this as well, right? I have a deep and profound respect for the history and the legacy of the descendants of American slavery and the way in which they paved the way for my family to be able to come here to the united states so that i now have the opportunities to do the things that i do and to uh have a certain lifestyle that my parents could never have have uh living in haiti and that i would never have had i have been born there you get what i'm saying the descendants of american slavery are the ones that uprooted all of the jim crow laws in in the the, the-
0: damn right damn right and and you know what that's another thing that people don't want to admit when you have folks that come over here and they don't want to admit that, and it's not something that they don't know, we have the internet, folks know, they know. But when you have folks that come over here and they try to pull that old, well, I was, you know, no, 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 he knows. If he knows, you know. So, you know, I thought that was very on code, hella on code. That this brother pointed that out
5: literal the the road to opportunity here in america was paved in the blood and the body and the sweat and tears of the descendants of american slavery that uprooted all these bogus laws and dismantled all these institutions right without that happening i'm not here i don't get to be here so it's simply a matter of respect when it comes to politics and things like reparations and everything of that matter or whatever your personal feelings towards uh, Native Black Americans actually are whatever. Whatever it is, keep it to yourself. You feel what I'm saying? I'm, I'm saying just go on about your business. Like that's respect. You cannot like me, right? But just don't be out here disrespecting me and disrespecting our str- the struggle, right? And disrespecting the lineage and the heritage and everything like that. You don't rock with reparations, cool, bro. Then just fall back and do what you do. You immigrated here to the country. Go go ahead on and make your money and do you, bro. To.
0: There you go. Shout out to that brother. I believe it was uh, Black to the Future. Um. Shout out to TD Hip Hop Media. I think it was a uh, TD Hip Hop Media that uh posted that. Sincere Love. Shout out to Sincere Love for posting that. And um, Sincere Love. I I, I noticed. They got a uh, a picture of Claude Anderson, Dick Gregory, Shahrazad Ali, Doctor Francis Cress Welsing, Fuller, and um I don't know who the other people are. They got I can't I can't see it, but um it it was hella on cold, hella on cold, man. Um uh, I I really liked what that brother had to say because in so many words, you know he's calling out. He, he's calling out foundation, non-foundational coons that's been speaking against the descendants of slaves getting reparations and tangibles. And he's like, wait a minute. I'm over here because of y'all. I appreciate it. You know, uh, we need more of that. Because see, ultimately, you got to think about it like this. What race soldiers have done is they have divided and conquered black people from around the world. And they have used uh they have used deceit and deception and butter biscuits and benefits and everything else to divide black folk. And it wasn't hard for them to do. They started that hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but they've almost perfected it here in the United States of America. And what black folks here where they parents were born Their parents and great-great-grandparents were born here um, that built the country. The race soldiers right now are not very happy with the way things are going because we're saying, well, look, you know, you could give billions of dollars to Ukraine. You could give billions of dollars to Israel. You could do this. You could do that. And every five minutes, you're talking about what you can't do. You, you, You know, so but you could do something for everything, everybody else, but you have situations like what I played earlier, bought and paid for Negroes, bring a Jim Crow Joe in. that's never been to a black church and oh, you could vote for us and all that. No, we just, we just need to work together and we going to get our tangibles together. But when you have situations like this as well, Iowa community wants answers after man filmed fatally stabbing a black woman is let go. This is from Face to Face Africa. A white Iowa man was filmed during his was filmed calling his neighbor the N word before before fatally stabbing her after she got into an altercation with him and another woman. And though authorities arrested the two individuals in the wake of the fatal incident, they were later released, according to Iowa News Now. The incident happened January 2nd. The deceased black woman was identified as Devona Walker. In the video of the incident, Walker and a woman who was wearing a black sweatshirt and holding a dog's leech are seen exchanging words about an attack that allegedly happened. So the way it's read here is, so so you come back after me again. I'm going to press charge again. The woman in the black sweatshirt is heard saying, please just get inside. Hold on. Let's, let's see if we can find, is there a video Okay, this is cell phone footage. Oh, here it goes.
6: You're off to the right in the red shirt. And...
0: Okay, somebody got this, so I think they're narrating. So, cell phone video, show, cell phone video shows fatal stabbing of the vinyl White Walker. cap
6: arguing with a neighbor about an alleged attack at some point. You hear a man joining the argument after asking the woman in the black sweatshirt to walk away.
0: So this is some white lady that's holding the dog. So she says she's going to press charges again. I see a sister gets standing here. So let me see what's going on. Some guy saying just get inside.
6: The argument keeps going for another 90 seconds or so. It gets more heated, more personal, until that man shouts a racial slur at Walker. As the woman in the black sweatshirt turns and starts to walk back towards the door, Walker re-enters the frame and charges her, pushes her to the ground in front of the door. The man in the doorway then appears to stab Walker with something. She stumbles away as that dog runs around her and then she collapses in the grass. From there, it is more than 8 minutes until police and first responders arrive and CPR and first aid are started. During that wait, the woman in the black sweatshirt accuses Walker, who never moves, of faking her injuries.
0: Okay, let me look at this again.
6: Walk back towards the door, Walker re-enters the frame and charges her, pushes her to the ground in front of the door. The man in the doorway then appears to stab Walker with something. She stumbles away as that dog runs around her, and then she collapses in the grass. From there, it is more than eight minutes until police and first responders arrive and CPR and first aid are started. During that wait, the woman in the black sweatshirt accuses Walker, who never moves, of faking her injuries. Oh, she's playing stupid. She's stupid. Leave her alone. She About two and a half minutes later, this group realizes what really happened. We see the first officer show up about six and a half minutes after Walker collapses. Two minutes after that, law enforcement starts CPR. 30 seconds after that, the woman in the black sweatshirt is detained, cuffed, and led away. About a minute 45 after that, Walker is taken away on a stretcher, just as the man from the doorway is detained by police. Well, earlier this afternoon, Lynn County Attorney Nick Maybanks, and Cedar Rapids Police Chief Wayne German, released a joint statement. They say they are still investigating because they want answers in this too. They add, quote, We extend the deepest sympathy to Vonna Walker's family and friends for their loss. The process of a homicide investigation requires us to be deliberate and thorough in order to get the answers necessary to determine what, if any, criminal charges may be appropriate. They do.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. What they're going to say is, well, she ran up on the door that that's what they're probably going to say. That's what they're probably going to say, but it looks like that's what I think is probably going to happen. But it looks like it says advocates for social justice released a statement calling for the arrest of the people involved in the stabbing and released in the medical examiner's report. It says. The full statement is saying January 2nd, Devonna Walker was found stabbed at the Cambridge townhomes. Um, there are eyewitnesses the video showing that Devanna was stabbed by a man, yet that man has not been arrested or charged with a crime. Furthermore, witnesses have stated that the man called a racial slur before stabbing her. See, so that's an anti-black racism crime bill there. Because you called a racial slur, you didn't get stabbed. You called a racial slurs, so it's racially motivated, right? There's power with a black person calling, there's power with a white person calling a black person N word. But me personally, I don't think that nothing's gonna come up out of this case. I really don't. Something even worse has occurred that I'm gonna spend time covering tonight. Town Hall covered this. Your white liberals won't, so I will. This is from Town Hall by Maya, or Mia Cathel. This was released January seventeenth, six a.m. We investigated a suburban LGBTQ pedophile ring. Here's what we found. I'm gonna play a lot of this, and I'll break some down. They as come we in go. blazing with uh, AK forty
2: sevens or whatever. Um, how many people was it? 10, 15, a lot. They were doing like a, a drug bust or something. Yeah, you can tell in that mug shot that he has a big bruise on the left side of his face. Yeah, Looks so he fine. slammed him against the floor in the foyer. He had bruises on fine. his knees, his face.
0: Now right here this documentary says a months-long town hall investigation reveals disturbing new details about the affluent LGBT activist couple accused of sodomizing their young adopted sons ages 9 and 11 and distributing homemade child porn of sexual abuse. There should be a surviving surviving pedophiles on lifetime. This should be on lifetime what, with millions and millions of viewers. For these sick demonic bastards. And may they rest in piss. May they rest in piss. They were selling these boys. The Democrats have not said a word. Not one of them. They haven't said anything. Nothing. Nothing. And they were arrested July 27th. I didn't even know it about this. 33 year old William Dale Zulak Jr. and 35 year old Zachary Jacoby Zulak. These sick, demonic bastards got married. They didn't want to do the regular thing, they didn't want to go and have a nuclear family. So, what they did is they went under the guise of the LGBT so they could use some of their sick, perverted measures. To pimp out children. It says a family member concerned about the well-being of the children shared their recorded jailhouse calls exclusively with Town Hall. And I'm, it's, it's good they did that.
2: They slammed yeah. him on the floor. And um, I hate to say this, but I, I don't sleep in clothes. So they rested me in my bed naked. Put me in a cruiser with no clothes. I sat in the back of that cruiser from 1130 to about 4 a.m. naked in the backseat of that cruiser while they searched our house for God knows what.
0: Now they said they searched our house for God knows what. This, these were the assholes. Apparently that's what it seems like. These are the assholes on the jailhouse. They sound real demonic over even over the phone they were so they sat they sat them in them cruisers for hours because they was in that house looking for all kind of shit it says not only did the married men allegedly rape the two brothers who were adopted through a christian special needs special needs adoption agency so these kids were not they probably weren't mentally able to defend themselves And they were pimping out their children to nearby pedophiles in the Atlanta area suburbs.
2: they seized the house, everything inside of it, and all of our cars on the property.
0: The seventh count indictment charges. The defendants with soliciting 27 year old Hunter Clay lawless and 25 year old Louise Arnando Vissero Sanchez to perform an act of prostitution with their adopted child. So this should be a Rico. This should be a Rico. Y'all messing with young, young Thug? They need to drop the damn case. Don't worry about Young Thug. We can wait. Send send Young Thug at home so he can have some some steak and eggs until he meets his trial. And they need to and they need to they need to bring this case at full circle. This is why I will never, never support a Rico on black folks. When you got shit like this going on, I'm saying this publicly, I will never support a Rico against a black person because it's not an equal damn playing field. The Rico can wait. This shit is disgusting. I
2: think they took our house because... They think there was extra money coming in from somewhere so they think
0: they took the he tried to say well they think they took our house because there was extra money
2: coming in and we're like in our 30s and we have this big giant house and they didn't think we could afford it
0: so he tries to play that oh they took our house because they didn't think we could afford it no nah, y'all was getting big money and listen them pedophiles from the lgbt they have big money huge money there's a reason why they did that Now it looks like Lawless. Now I'm looking. He got a Snapchat. Lawless, who snitched on the locks told law enforcement he received numerous text messages on Snapchat from Zachary about fucking his son tonight and to stand by for images and videos of the adoptive father sexually abusing the boy. These kids are gonna be ruined, man. Walton County Sheriff's Office. Hunter Lawless.
2: I mean, can I ask you to this? Do I know you at all or some random thing he's just trying to, you know, write somebody that,
7: I mean, can I ask you that or?
2: Um, so last time he was here, I told him something and, it's I told you, to, last time he was here, I told him something. I wrote, I wrote that- this
0: reminds me of the Hart family. You remember them, them demonic ass lesbian cunts that killed those black boys and drove them over, um, those mountaintops, them white supremacists. I seen that on Discovery Plus. This is the same kind of stuff, and they let them run wild. You haven't heard anything from the LGBT. You haven't heard anything from the Democrats. They have said nothing about this.
2: And found something, gave it to him. um It's something around those lines, but more. Me and Zach worked our butts off for everything we've had.
0: And look at these pictures. Look, we worked our butts off. No, what Me? you did now, they try to say they worked their butts off. No, you white supremacists, what you did is you pimped out children. They got a piece. These sick demons got a piece of duct tape over their mouths, like, oh, no snitching. And one of them has a the finger over the other mouth in a in a photo it says no hate no h8 no hate but you would have to hate these children to do something like this
2: in fact worked our butts off for everything we've had
0: no you didn't you didn't work hard they admitted to sending the child porn to less than a dozen people okay and they called me out fronting in for fingerprints
2: and i saw uh, the new charges that they're putting against i'm assuming both of us There's 17 charges.
0: Oh, there we go. At the bond hearing, the judge presiding over the case mentioned the prosecution possibly proceeding forward on the child sex trafficking RICO Act. Come on, come on with it. Bring that Rico Suave in on them. Bring that Rico Suave.
7: I mean, are you worried about the boys? Where they are, or
2: I mean, yeah, but I can't talk, I definitely can't talk about that. Why not?
0: Our business is our business. The couple allegedly told their son,
2: I don't want to say it, but brace yourself for the truth, okay? Just don't give up. Honest. you talk to that. tell him I still love him. I can't remember around other people,
1: I just
2: need somebody who doesn't hate us you just need
0: somebody that doesn't hate us but well, guess what get ready for the booty bandits I hope they bust their asses for the next 50 years in that motherfucking Georgia they've been indicted on grand jury charges of incest aggravated sodomy aggravated child molestation felony sexo- sexual sexual uh, exploitation of a children and felony prostitution of a minor those are life sentences in Georgia and then they need to come around and hit them with some Fed charges. I, I can't imagine what happened to those babies, man. Nine and eleven years old, special needs. This hit me a wrong this hit me the wrong way, man, because um What what is this? How did an accused child rapist adopt two children? Is this part of the Okay, so I want y'all to go on townhall.com, everybody tonight. And look at that. I don't know much about townhall.com, but it says here we're going to go through this bits and pieces. A month long townhall investigation reveals disturbing new details about the affluent LGBTQ activist, demons, couple accused of sodomizing their young adopted sons, nine and 11. They're the only outlet following up on a criminal case in Georgia. Been zero headlines written about it we found that it's far far worse than what was initially reported so there's that this was this was reported okay so this must be like a conservative site join us fight against biden and the radical left okay well, whatever but uh august 22nd everything you need to know about the gay couple accused of sexually abusing their adopted boys um yeah these motherfuckers they grimy asses on a motherfucking, they on a beach, butt naked. This dude ain't got no remorse at all. The bail looks like it was $25,000 on Walton County Sheriff's for sexual exploitation August 1st. Um, We'll get back to that in a minute. So, yeah. So, y- hey, hey, listen. Y'all can say whatever you want about these, about these white conservatives. Let me tell you something. This should have been all over CNN. It should have been everywhere, because see, this could happen to anybody's children. This could happen to anybody's children, and I'm quite sure this is happening to black children everywhere. They, there was jail uh, recording jailhouse calls. Um, Not only did the Mary the married men allegedly raped the two boys who were adopted to a Christian special needs adoption. They were pimping out the children to pedophiles in the Atlanta suburbs. So they were making a lot of money like that, talking about they worked their ass off. Uh, I'm seeing pictures of the kids and them on the beach. Um the suspects were darlings of the LGBTQ media, part of the anti-gay hate command promoting No Hate and Out magazine that holds the largest circulation among LGBTQ monthly publications. He repeatedly asked him if the website's Pride page can feature the photos taken at the Atlanta Pride parade. Man, y'all down in Atlanta better get on their ass. Adoptive Fathers, 33-year-old government worker, William Dale Zulak Jr. and 35-year-old banker Zachary Zack Jacoby Zulak was previously accused of raping a child from Oxford, Georgia. They were previously accused of raping a child from Oxford, Georgia, have been indicted by a grand jury on charges of incest, aggravated sodomy, all of that. They're facing over nine life sentences. They plead not guilty. According to a copy of the 17-count indictment town hall has obtained, the adoptive, adoptive dads allegedly perform oral sex on the boys, forced the children to perform oral sex, and rape them. In at least one instance, the anal rape injured the older Zulak child, who just turned 11 in mid-December. Court records indicate the child abuse stretches back to early as 2019 and intensified in January 2021, March 2021, and December 2021. The brothers were in. Man they, 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 man, they ruined these boys. They were in, enrolled in second and fourth grade respectively before the men were caught in a midnight July bus at the Zulak Mansion, which ended with Zachary tackled to the ground and William hauled off to the house naked by arm. They should have beat their ass. They should have did the same thing that motherfuckers did to Zimmerman and Mike Brown and all of them. They should have fucked them niggas up. And they didn't do that. Beat the shit out of them. William admitted, listen to this, William admitted to forcing his 11-year-old adopted son to perform an act of sodomy with the intent to satisfy his own sexual desire, reads a sworn affidavit filed in support of William's overnight arrest back in July 27. Walton County, Georgia. Where is Oxford, Walton County, Georgia? Let's look that up. I don't play about this kind of shit. Oh, here we go. Had them out in the sticks. Oxford, Georgia. A little ways from Atlanta. Not too far from Lithonia. Looks like it might be about maybe an hour away from Athens at the most. Conyers. I heard of Conyers, Georgia before. What did I hear about Conyers before? What did I hear about Conyers? Not too far from Covington? Yeah. So he's admitted that town halls redacted the children's name to protect identities of the underage victims. Okay. An updated criminal affidavit says the child abuse was filmed course they did, by William's husband Zachary, with whom he routinely engaged in sexual abuse acts on the boy. Zachary, the household's breadwinner, confessed to being the cameraman. And authorities allegedly found a folder on his cell phone labeled us that contained videos of William sexually abusing the child. Can you imagine being a person in forensics child? That's why I never really wanted to with me being in IT and stuff, I wanted to kind of I thought about getting into computer forensic man. Now I I, I would not want to be working for law enforcement or in, in, in any of those uh arenas. And, you know, when you're working under law, doing IT for computer forensic support and stuff like that, you know, you gotta find stuff like this. You gotta watch shit like this. I, I can't stomach that. I can't, stomach, I can't watch no shit like that happen to a child. So this dude, this mugshot, what's his name? William Dale Zulock, his little bitch ass. He's sitting up there looking all sad. The indictment also charges the Zulock co-defendants with soliciting two other men through the use of social media in the greater Atlanta metro area. So now I'm starting to look at the greater Atlanta metro area as... a lot of pedophile rings. My eyes is on Georgia. And I bet it's a lot of this stuff going on in my town, too. It's a lot of this stuff going on in Minnesota that needs to be called out. So this dude, so they were soliciting two other men um, perform an act of prostitution with the child suffered physical injuries for being brutally raped. Town Hall is the first to publicly identify these two alleged members of the pedophile ring in the heart of the Peach State. 27-year-old Hunter Clay Lawless, 25-year-old Louise Armando Vizarro Sanchez, both of Loganville. Lawless, who snitched on the zoo locks, of course, told law enforcement he received numerous messages during uh, Snapchat about Zachary. Uh, F and his son tonight and prepare to receive images as well as videos of the father raping his adopted child. Zachary met Lawless through a mutual contact, an identified man going only by the name Blake on the gay dating app Grinder. Following the virtual introduction, Zachary sent photographs and videos to Lawless of a little boy he referred to as his son. He said he's gonna F his son tonight. Stand by. As he measured as he messaged lawless on Snapchat, he sent the pictures of himself abusing his 11 year old child. After he was busted, Lawless denied having any physical contact with the Zulak boys, but told law enforcement that Zachary invited him multiple times to engage in sexual acts with him and his two children. So either way, he's already admitted it. A list of the state's evidence includes 149 images collected at the Zulak home. Two flash drives containing Zachary and, and Lawless's phone data. Sexual assault nurse examination results from the children's medical forensic exams, which gathered DNA evidence such as body fluids and documented injuries, a text message from lawless, a Snapchat letter, two written letters from the older Zulak child and a disc containing a data dump from Vizarro Sanchez's iPad and iPhone. A photo of a daddy t-shirt is also an evidentiary item listed by the DA's office. They got a so cool like dad. And an adoption shower. Let me go public and say something here. And I call upon all the parents across the nation. We ain't got to tolerate this shit. We simply don't. We ain't got to tolerate this at all. We don't. See, the problem is folks don't got a taste for this LGBT pedophile shit. That's the problem. Don't nobody want to speak truth to power. You got too many folks and They're not calling them out the LGBT down in Atlanta, down there in Georgia. If you don't agree with this and you just want to have your little alternative lifestyle and whatnot, y'all need to call these folks out. Y'all ain't doing it because you should be out in the streets. In the streets of Georgia, hunting these, hunting these folks down. That's your group. These are your folks. Y'all are responsible for this shit. Y'all should be calling these folks out. Hey, we don't touch kids. That should be the message. Wait, no, we don't do that. We, we, we do what we do, but we don't, we don't, we don't mess with no kids. Now, children are off limits. I'm not hearing anything from the crying Negro network, Caucasian Nazi news, CNN. You're not hearing anything from them. They're not saying a word. A relative on Zachary's side of the family who agreed to speak with Town Hall in condition an uh, of being anonymous grilled Zachary during a series of recorded phone calls in fall twenty uh, twenty two on exactly who, uh, who Lawless is and how he knows the suspect. Oh, uh, and then it says, I mean, well, I'm not gonna read that part, but. Uh I think you heard some of that. But Zachary was uh they placed him in maximum security due to the nature of the charges. Man, I mean they did a great job. Raid and seizure. Big ass house, big beautiful house. Big amazing looking house out there. Talking about they worked their ass off. No, you were selling children. They probably was charging five to ten, twenty thousand dollars a piece for those children. I'm talking about they worked their ass off. No, you were selling children, and you probably y'all been doing this for a while. You don't just jump up and do something like this. Zachary, who lists a Snapchat username in his Instagram bio where the self prescribed activist brags about being paparazzi, beautiful boys admitted to sending sex material to less than a dozen people. So he already admitted to it. There are other potential co-defendants under investigation that are out there circulating videos of the Zulac boys. Alcovy Judicial Circuit District Court Randy McGinley, who serves Walton County, told the court at a September 7th bond hearing, according to a transcript provided to town hall. They just view underage boys as sex objects, McGinley said of the Zulac co-defendants at the virtual court appendix. Now the raid and the seizure... It says, since the Zulaks have been taken into custody, the married men's assets have been seized, as they should. The vehicles have been forfeited, and their home is now the property of the state with a lien filed against it. The Zulaks couples, criminal defense attorney John E. Hardy said in court, adding that a sign onto the Zulaks house says, do not enter property of the Walton County Sheriff's Office. I don't think I would want a home knowing that that happened to those children. I don't know who would want a home like that. Beautiful home, but it's too many demons in that damn house. I I, I don't think I would want that. I, I don't know what you would want. I mean, you might be able to turn that into a place that fights against shit like this. So I, I don't know, man, but that, I wouldn't even want to be in a home like that. I wouldn't want to be in a home like that. He says, it's BS. They took our house. So he was on an hour-long phone call. They seized the house, everything, all our cars on the property. They came in. I was asleep. Zach was asleep. They're going to bust down our door. They rammed the door down. Yeah. See, this is what happens to black folks all the time, y'all. This always happens to black folks. Talking about I don't sleep in clothes. You buck-broken bastard. They arrested me in my bed naked, and they walked me out on the front yard with no clothes. Yeah. Talking about they walked me out in the front yard. And he's sitting here butt naked on a beach right here in this picture. Naked on a beach in his Instagram. And he's worried about getting arrested butt naked. You like to rape and sodomize children, you should be just fine in prison. Just fine. And they try to say it was overkill. Now look at another picture. Look, they built this house from scratch, y'all. They have been doing stuff like this. The couple's dream house sits on a two acre secluded cul-de-sac in a private prestigious upscale neighborhood where pre-existing houses are selling for as much as $900,000. Construction of the mansion from the ground took only half a year in 2020. Quote, they said the kids love the forest behind us and the playroom for all their toys. William wrote in a post celebrating his completion beforehand. The zoo lived out of a house in Snellville, which neighbors Loganville at times were adopted. The couple's lavish lifestyle began to materialize about a year after the Zulak men got the boys. There you go, the a family insider told town hall. So basically, y'all was selling these boys. You first started when you, what you did first is you tested them. You started to sexually abuse them, and then you started to sell them. And I believe that they bought got those boys because they knew that they were they were they were mentally challenged. They weren't able to fight back. Listen to this. In addition to the lot considering purchasing the adjacent property, Zachary told friends they were looking to buy a condo over the next few years somewhere in the Gulf Shores and Orange Beach along the southern tip of Alabama's white sand coastline. So, okay, they were going to expand their operations. Getting ideas for our next house, William had cheekily captured a picture taken in North Carolina outside of the Bitmore State, a 250-room, 8,000 acre castle that is considered America's largest home and belongs to the industrialist Vanderbilt family. So they were out there getting ideas. William went on to accuse William County law enforcement officials of spending some lies to seize our house. Talking about I've come to find out that most of these police are officers in this county smuggs and lie just so they could get a higher conviction rate. Man, get your ass out of here. Love is love and all that. See, they use all of that cap. It's okay if you're not ready yet. This is the Instagram post that they put. It's a, it's a, it's a tortoise. It's a LGBT tortoise with a rainbow colors. The LGBT rainbow colors, which they desecrated the rainbow. It's a tortoise. that's inside its shell and it looks sad. And And in the Instagram post, it's a tortoise. An lgbt tortoise it's okay if you're not ready yet that's the caption that they use some are afraid to come out and be themselves because of fear of rejection and co-workers in society sad plus i love turtles you sick devilish bastards you you, you sick devilish bastards you know where I, you know where i say they need the rest This shit, this shit blows me. Not one media place covers this whatsoever. None of them. Somebody said... It looked like a family member said Zachary seemed like an animated people pleaser with a penchant for self-promotion. Now the case has destroyed the illusion of who I thought he was, the family member said. What a narcissistic what a narcissistic uh sociopath. Another relative conveyed to Town Hall's insider that Zachary's overachieving persona was nothing more than a facet uh, a facade to portray a public image of success, while the once blue-haired William was a quiet and hard to read one always made my skin fucking crawl. The family is questioning in hindsight how a low-level civil servant and a small-town bank teller could indulge in such, necessity, you know, niceties. After an application was submitted for representation by a public defender, a letter addressed to Williams shows that the county's indigent defense program found he is ineligible, citing equity ownership in his spouse's whopping $7,500 a week income. yeah I was correct I wasn't lying when I said what I said you got a banker and then somebody working for the government y'all ain't pulling in more than a hundred thousand I looked at that house y'all ain't making enough money for that damn house and it says they make a 7500 a week what the hell how are y'all making 7500 a week You got one banker and one person working for the city you ain't making no seventy five hundred dollars a week you're selling those boys that's what they did it says a similar denial memo was also sent to zachary who handles their money pointing out to his supposed well-to-do weekly earnings according to zachary since deleted linkedin page he was a branch coordinator at the SunTrust bank in duluth a career he touts on pride themed t-shirts but the latest Glassdoor data says the position only carries a modest $60, $62,000 in annual pay. So there you go. He's making a maximum of 60 dollars And then the other dude is, is making probably around year. It still ain't enough to live out there for a $900,000 house. Town Hall contacted the, the, the site's bank supervisor to confirm whether or not if Zachary is still employed and truly making six-figure salary... Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to make any comments to duty manager said, and that's you know, they don't don't normally do that. But it says Zachary took vacation time using leftover PTO for the first week or two in jail. Then he tried to place himself on a leave of absence, but management wouldn't hear his plight. And it says, I'm pretty sure I won't work here anymore, which is fine, because I didn't like it anyway, so it's whatever. But I'm pretty sure I don't have a job anymore Zachary told his family member so the, the, like I said the, the, these demons right here may they rest in piss they're lying every they're one of the most manipulated people everywhere they go I'm looking at all the pictures man I mean y- y'all gotta check this out yeah this should be a Rico and this is just the first part of the town hall investigation. I'm gonna let everybody read the rest, but yeah, this is this is too much, man. This this is too much, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. What happened to these children? This this shit's probably happening all over Atlanta. All over Atlanta. I I, I mean I really just think it's it's really mind blowing. It's really mind-blowing, man. One thing I want to say here... I might make a quick little analysis. Now, Diamond... This is Silk from Diamond and Silk calling for an investigation. And I think she's talking about the jab. Now, I want to play this at the very end here.
4: I want America to wake up and pay attention because... I saw it happen. I saw how it happened. I was there when it happened. And it happened suddenly. I want America to wake up and pay attention. Something ain't right. It's time to investigate what's really going on here. And get some answers to why are people falling dead suddenly.
0: Telling you. Something's going on. Just seen this today as well. There was a Rasm- uh, Rasmussen uh uh it's basically a Rasmussen support uh poll states that 73 73 million people say they personally know someone whose death may have been caused by side effects of the vaccine. Let's see if we get some big Hello,
7: I'm Mark Mitchell, and I'm head of polling at Rasmussen Reports, a renowned independent polling company. Last month, in December 2022, we conducted two polls, which will make informed conclusions by themselves. And I'll explain a little bit about the methodology at the end for those who doubt the science of polling. Okay, now on with the questions. Asked of the 68% in our first poll who said they were vaccinated, do you believe you have experienced major side effects, minor side effects, or no side effects from your COVID-19 vaccination? 41% say they experienced at least a minor side effect, and 7% of them said they experienced a major side effect. 56% said they experienced no side effect. I won't read all the numbers here, but I will show you graphically each major demographic, and you can pause the video if you're interested in seeing them. One of the things you can look for here is whether you think the results are consistent across and among demographics. Here is gender age, race, political party, and income. In this poll, 68% of respondents were vaccinated. Since there are approximately 260 million American adults, that implies that 177 million of them are vaccinated. According to our poll, with a 41% side effect rate, that means that 72 million Americans have experienced at least a self-identified minor side effect. Using a 7% major side effect rate, 12 million of those 72 million Americans experienced a self-identified major side effect. Asked of all Americans, do you personally know anyone whose death you think may have been caused by side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines? 28% 28% of adults said yes, and 61% said no. Since there are about 260 million American adults, that implies that 73 million people say they know someone personally whose death they think may have been caused by side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines. Once again, here are the major demographics, so you can look for trends and consistency.
0: Well, I'll let y'all. I'll let y'all look that up yourselves. I, I'm just. I'm reporting the news. Okay. I'm, I'm reporting the news. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're going to ding my channel. But it is what it is. I look at these scholarly articles from Science Direct. And um, it looks like it was a scholarly article. And if you go to ScienceDirect.com, the title is serious adverse effects or serious adverse events of special interest following the MRNA COVID-19 vaccination and random randomized trials and adults. Um, several people did this alter this report and looks like it was called volume 40 issue 40 of the 22nd of September. So, It looks like it says in 2020, according to the the vaccine rollout, the Brighton collaboration created a priority list endorsed by the WHO organization of potential adverse events related to the vaccine. We adapted a Brighton collaboration list to evaluate serious adverse events in the vaccine trials. So the methods were secondary analysis of serious adverse effects reported in the placebo controlled phase three randomized clinical trials of Pfizer and Moderna MRNA COVID-19 focusing analysis on the Brighton collaboration, adverse events, special interest. So, uh, let's see here. Let me break it down here. Okay. They talk about the methods. What are the results? Moderna reported SAEs from dose one, whereas Pfizer limited reporting from dose one to to one month after dose two. Both studies reported all data at the time of data cutoff. Uh, Let's see here. Wait a minute. Jeez. This shit is pretty... What is the conclusion? Oh, let's look at it. I mean, this is heavy. These scholarly articles, I don't even want to... Let's see here. Man, holy shit. I'm going to let y'all look at it. These scholarly articles sometimes have some good shit, but yeah, I don't even want to read through it completely because man, it's, it's just, it's crazy. But what we want to do is we want to do an analysis.